Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Craig Bedford from Rocket Power. I won't say which thing of Rocket Power, as there are a multitude, and we'll probably discuss a few of them in a minute. Craig, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? I'm all right. I'm recovering from a a weekend of of illness, but not COVID, we're hoping. Let's go with no COVID. I can't confirm 100% it's not, but I'm I'm 99% sure. But at least I won't catch it from this side of the laptop screen. Well, I don't know. You know, the science is still, uh, it's still a work in progress, isn't it? We're not 100% sure. Yeah, I'm sure that it can pass through the particles and get through them from your mic to mine. Yeah, potentially everybody listening to this as well. Coming out of the speakers. (laughs) Craig, I know you've got a lot of experience in in coaching and and in CrossFit, so you understand how important it is before any strenuous activity that we warm up. And of course, podcasting, notoriously one of the most strenuous of all activities. So a few warm-up questions for you, just to just to loosen up the pod muscles. Uh, a couple are, are staples I have to ask. And the first one is peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? What if you don't like peanut butter? Can I say a snicker? You could say that. I'm not going to stop you. Just hazelnut in general, because I'm not even a big fan of chocolate. So no peanut butter and no chocolate, if that's okay. I mean, yeah, that that's fine. We'll just give you a, a piece of bread. As long as it's white, I would take bread all day. Well, talking of bread, then, my follow-up question, follow-up question, my next question, I should say, is if you're having like a breakfast roll or a breakfast sandwich, are you going brown or ketchup? Oh, we were talking about this at the gym this morning, but... I'm a salad cream guy, so no matter what, if it's a sausage sandwich, if it's bacon, egg, whatever, I will go with salad cream all day long. I mean, these answers so far are incredibly controversial. <laughs> Should I tell you about my salad cream dilemma slash story? Just quickly, I'll break it down. I know we've not got much time. So sometimes we go out, we have a cheat meal, we go to Pizza Hut Buffet, all you can eat. They offer you brown um, red sauce or ketchup, to the point I have to take my own salad cream bottle so I can make the meal. Because pizza on its own, 70% delicious. Where's the extra 30 coming from if you've not got salad cream? Oof, together you've got a 100% delicious meal. Am I right? I can hear people switching off the podcast as we speak. Just Sorry, I meant red sauce all day long. Red sauce. Still on pizza? Oh dear, I just... <laughs> Yeah, right. M- moving on swiftly. Here's an interesting question. I think it's an interesting question. It's probably why I wrote it. So <laughs> Rocket Power is is your brand. Correct. What is your favorite fictional spaceship? Tell you a story. I don't really know much about, like, I love the galaxies and stuff like that. And I believe in what, just going on another tangent, I'm ever so sorry for ruining your question. I believe in aliens and I love to believe that there's actually something out there or actually something down on Earth with us. But I don't really know much about rockets. I know NASA. Do you know NASA? I've heard of NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the big players, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. But let's go Apollo 13. I know them. I I know them very well. Yeah. Not fictional, but okay. We'll take that as a a real spaceship. Real Um, rocket, I should say. Um, Do you know many fictional rockets? fictional yeah loads fictional spaceships you got all your star wars ships all your star trek ships all your oh man i had tracy island when i was little you had what sorry i had tracy island when i was little okay so you can have thunderbird free there you go yeah that's what i meant thunderbird free this podcast is going to pot already isn't it i'm so sorry 
It's all right. I mean, this is why we're warming up. You know, <laughs> this is where mistakes can be made. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's shift gears. We'll talk about CrossFit. That'll make life easier for you. Okay. But this is going to be, you know, this was the question I thought we would expand upon. I thought we'd take more time with. I didn't realize the controversy behind peanut butter and a and a bacon roll. <laughs> so, if you have to do a partner workout against Matt Fraser and Tia Claire Toomey, what rocket power athlete are you picking to partner up with, and what workout are you programming? Oh my god, that literally depends on what workout it would be. So, who would I go with? Maybe. Someone like, oh, Steph, she's incredible. She can go unbroken grace. So she'd be pretty. So if it was like double grace, they had to do 30, you go, I go. Steph would be insane. Maybe something like Fran, I'd go with Freya, just because she's so strong and she's very gymnastics based. Who else? Oh, we've got an athlete called Louis and he's absolutely insane as well. So... Who am I going? I'm going to pick Steph. Overall, Steph. Okay. Final answer. Uh, and what's the workout then? You go Grace. Grace, you go, I go. They do 30, I'll do 30. Steph will go unbroken, so it gives me time to have a little break at 20. Matt and Tia will both also go unbroken, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, if my break really uh, does affect it that much. Final question, and this one I, I have to ask whenever we have someone on the podcast for the first time. Uh, when they are making the, I don't know, the Rocket Power movie, who are you picking to play you? Either Colin Farrell, he's my favourite actor, or one of, or Gerard Butler. Absolutely love them both. So them because of their acting experience, or Bradley Cooper, he's great. If it was someone that looked like me, I'm not sure there's many shaven ginger people in the world with a beard. Right. Well, I mean, they can do incredible things with CGI these days. So, final answer: We're going Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I like. Bring, it. bring him back. There's not many people that can have a film made about them and just spend an hour and a half to two hours in a phone booth, and it'd be so captivating. That's true. That's true. He's going to be in the new Batman movie. He's been in the trailer. Unrecognizable. You would not know he was in it. So I'm pretty sure they could do something to make him look like you. I, I'm I'm confident in his acting ability. I'm happy if I look like him. Well, that's well. Okay, we'll do it that way then. You've got a few years to work on changing your look to match better to to Colin Farrell. Yeah, I'm, I am down with that, Craig. Now, now we're warmed up. I'm feeling sufficiently warm. Uh, to be honest, warm. warmer than I expected to feel after that warm up. <laughs> it's like when you win the warm up and you think that was the workout. That's that's the was feeling. Was that not the workout? I thought that was the podcast. You said you wanted five minutes of my time. Yeah, oh, well, that's how I get you on. <laughs> and oh, okay. You're here. I will get comfortable. So, Craig, before we, we talk about uh, a lot of the projects that you've got going on that potentially could uh, could be very interesting to our listeners with, uh, with the, the state of the world at the moment, quickly, I, and I know when I say quickly, that's very difficult for you on this topic, but what's your kind of your background in CrossFit or how did you kind of come across it in the first place? Uh, and I'll sit down and relax. Yeah, grab some food, grab yourself a drink. Um, but in quick terms, I was very competitive within inline in ice hockey to the point where I had trials for Great Britain. Got my ankle broken there. I was only young. So 
I didn't think about rehabbing at the time and I just thought my dream of going to the NHL was over. Got a bit chunkier than I wanted to and then found, I was going to the gym, spending like 45 minutes an hour on a treadmill. I was too scared to go and pick up any weights because there were all these muscular guys like doing curls, whatever. And literally all I could do was run. And for some strange reason, I could do strict pull-ups to the point where I could a chunky guy doing 27 strict with full lockout went home one like just looking on youtube sounds very cliche that you're on youtube and you come across crossfit looking for a new workout so the next day i did a variation of murph so i did like 1k on a treadmill i did i think 50 pull-ups but they were strict i didn't know anything about kipping press-ups air squats back on the treadmill and i was done in 34 minutes and then went home, I was like, oh my God, normally I spend like an hour on the treadmill. I'm nowhere near this pumped. And then found my local affiliate, which was literally two minutes down the road, which was Ballpen Fitness. I went there and they were like, oh, hi, how are you doing? I was like, I want to compete in CrossFit, please. And then there was a competition exactly one year from the date, which was called Wild West. So actually the weekend before I went to my local affiliate, on the Saturday and Sunday, there was Wild West competition, which was a very high competition for your regular athlete. You had to have double unders, muscle ups, legless rope climbs, 32 kilogram kettlebells and stuff like that. So I went there, went to my affiliate, said I wanted to compete within CrossFit literally trained my heart out for a year and the very next year I was at that competition competing and I was like this is it this is my jam what was their reaction when you came in and said I want to compete in CrossFit because I, I feel like that's I, I guess you, you hear that a lot more when you speak to like American affiliate owners that that's very much like yeah. people just turning up and be like yeah I want to compete at CrossFit uh, and maybe not quite comprehending what that means and what's involved. What I just wonder what the reaction was at, at your local affiliate when you came in and said that. I think they were just a bit taken back. Like I had lost a lot of weight by this point. So I was just a, probably too much because now I was a little scrawny kid rocking up saying I wanted to come in Pete within CrossFit. Maybe they thought I meant to a much higher standard. But for me, that competition was the pinnacle of where I wanted to get to. And I managed to achieve it. So I think they were a bit taken back that I was like, whoa, but as everyone, I had a kick in the teeth within the first few weeks. There was this guy there that was incredible. And still to this day, I look up to him as someone that I would like to be like, he's got the body, he's got literally everything, a little bit of a man crush. And he was doing um, the workout, 60 kilos, overhead squats, and I couldn't even do it with a barbell. My mobility was ridiculous to the point where I was humbled so much within that session I went up to him, spoke to him. I was like, you're pretty much my new mentor without knowing it. Although now you know it. Thanks. Like I'm coming after you, but in a good way. For me, that's one of the great things about CrossFit in general and the the, the scope of workouts and, and movements that, that it does. It humbles everyone. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's super rare to find someone that walks in that doesn't have not necessarily a glaring weakness, but it, it because generally if you've specialized in doing something, it means you're going to be exceptionally good at those areas. But then yeah. as soon as there's something that kind of contradicts that and, and works against it, you realize, oh, no, like there's all these other guys that can't lift nearly as much as me or can't do this as well as I can. But in this area, they're destroying me. And it, and I think Absolutely. that's, that's the, the kind of the great, the great leveler 
of of crossfit and i suppose it's the only reason that you don't have like weight categories and things like that because across this broad spectrum you level out ability and what people can do and i was that guy i was very powerful because of hockey and my lifts not my technical lifts but something like a press or a deadlift or a squat was relatively good as a beginner crossfitter but my mobility was next to nothing from playing hockey for so many years. Yeah, I think that's, I, I guess that's again a quite a common thing, isn't it? That so many people come into CrossFit from being competitive in another sport because quite often it is to to scratch that itch, isn't it? That competitive, yeah. like if the fact that you turned up saying I want to compete, you didn't turn up saying, oh, I want to try CrossFit, I want to yeah. get fit, or I want to just do. It was I've got this goal of of being competitive again it means you come from that background but generally whatever it was you were specialized in it's and it seems to be mobility is the thing that everybody sort of no matter what the sport was it's like and it messed up my mobility what a surprise never heard that i started crossfit six years ago now so at the time i had only saw it on youtube so i had only knew the competitive aspect i didn't know about crossfit the methodology to get fitter and better i just thought everyone that was an affiliate went to get better and six years ago it wasn't really is nowhere near as big as it was now like within the last two or three years it's got big but six years ago there was only a select number of people doing it within the uk i'd say i, I guess as well because there was you know so many kind of uh, horror stories around crossfit uh, it meant that if you were talking about it for getting fit getting healthy it kind of wasn't coming up into the conversation on the contrary it was that sort of oh no that's dangerous that's the thing where they they kill themselves doing doing these workouts whereas i think now the general public are starting to see it more in a oh no this is a a good way to get in shape lose a bit of weight start moving around get healthy you know how old are you 75 no problem come along we can scale it down and it'll work for you so there's been that shift, but yeah, as you said, years ago, no, that was, it was kind of tip of the spear. Like now we talk about those, those competitive athletes as being the tip of the spear. Yeah. Well, there was pretty much only a tip of the spear and just, that was, that was what everybody saw and what they assumed CrossFit needed to be. Absolutely. And during, I don't like, we may possibly get into coaching and stuff, but probably about three years ago, I had this shift in mindset. I've had some incredible coaches because at Bullpen, that's where Will Kane owns. So like we kind of got Pally and I got to train with him or Jake Abbott and stuff like that, who were very good at CrossFit. So there it was very competitive. Then when I moved gyms to Reebok CrossFit Gleevem, that was very much training for the CrossFit methodology. Let's do mobility. Let's do this warm up. Let's do that. So it was very more structured in that way. And that's when I had the hit of, oh, you can train for fitness. This is great. I don't have to go hard every single day. This is for, if you find a gym like this, this really is for your everyday athlete. Yeah, I think that's, like, that is, it is a, you know, that's, that's I guess, the strength and the weakness of affiliate models in general, isn't it? It's like, if, if, I, if I'm looking into it because I just want to get healthy and I just happen to turn up at that, that affiliate that, for whatever reason just has all these super competitive athletes it it's understandable that i'm gonna be like oh not for me it still is and you could still go to that affiliate and you could still scale the workouts and everything it's just environment plays a, a huge a huge part in that or 
or even you don't need to have many doing it. We've often talked about that kind of when people turn up at a box and they look around, your eyes are instantly drawn to the people doing the most impressive lifts and gymnastic movements and that. And you kind of almost ignore all the other people that are scaling it down to the point that you kind of don't, it doesn't ping like, oh, they're doing that's the same movement just being done in a different way. Uh, and that's where the, obviously the coaching comes into to play. Speaking of coaching, so I know now you, you are coaching. So you've gone from just, I want to compete to yeah. now coaching. How did it happen then that there was this shift from kind of this is my hobby to, oh, now I want to be involved in this world more fully? So when I was playing hockey full time, I did sports and exercise science at college three years. I then went on to university to do sports and exercise science with sports massage and travel and tourism, just to find out a bit more on how certain events impact the culture, such as London hosting the Olympics, how it brings in more money for the economy and stuff like that. Once I had finished uni, I went traveling in America, but I spent six months of it coaching a ice hockey team. They headhunted me from England to go and work over there. So I got to work over there. And then I found the gym and CrossFit thereafter. And I've been so fortunate, Touchwood, that I've had incredible, incredible coaches, the likes of Will Kane, Ben Roberts, and then Fraser McKenzie is a literally mechanical mastermind in what he does so he if you can't move he can get you moving within a couple of weeks the way you need to move and then i moved to crossfit gleven and they're pretty much all level three and they're incredible the way they take you through their warmer and so on so i knew when i was at bullpen that these people had impacted in my life so drastically that that's eventually what i wanted to do and then when I was at Gleveham, I then had the money to pay for my level one. I had obviously had a background in sports, so I had a lot of qualifications already, but I just wanted my level one in to improve on that. Found a local affiliate with a space for a coach and then went full-time there. So my job now is full-time coach. So it really went from sort of seeing the influence that they'd had on you to then being like, well, I want to have that influence on somebody else. And exactly that. And it sounds so cliche, but they impacted my lives. Like I said, a massive amount. And I wanted to have that impact on other people's lives. Yeah. And I think that's a a positive, like if you're being coached, you, you know, you want the coach who is there because they want to be there and they want to help you, not the coach who's there because they need a paycheck and they, you know, actually, are thinking about what they're going to be doing at the weekend once they've finished coaching you kind of want (laughs) so i think if i've got to pick between the two i I know the one i'm going to choose yeah fortunately like i have never had a seriously bad coach but i know there are a lot out there i hear a lot of horror stories but, but luckily i've never been a person to experience a bad coach class yeah i should say as well i've heard they exist obviously never witnessed them CrossFit Bar for at the bridge. We've got excellent coaches, guys. Excellent. Shout out. <laughs> but yeah, you do you do hear about it and, and, and that's you know, obviously as as in all things, there are people that are, are good at their job and bad at their jobs, but you know, you can help some to improve and others, you know, if they're not willing to, I guess you 
get rid of them. That's uh... <laughs> the people that are good at their jobs are passionate about their jobs. The people that are just there, like you said, they turn up, they want to get paid. The other people do it. And they would do it even if they weren't getting paid because they love it that much. But I'm pretty sure they want to get paid as well. That's yes, uh, that's just an added bonus. But so now, kind of taking things even a step further into how kind of involved you are, in, or, or yeah, not necessarily how involved you are, how much of your life is involved, I suppose, in fitness, CrossFit, and and all of these activities. Because uh, yeah. we've we've mentioned Rocket Power, and people might be aware of Rocket Power the clothing so the apparel yeah or potentially they're aware of rocket power because of the uh, competition and the different competitions you're involved with and also the ones you've run so there's kind of a a broad spectrum already across what what you're doing so i guess very very briefly what is rocket power and then maybe we could just dive into what kind of is coming up with these two different elements that we've mentioned so rocket power is a brand for the people and this is just going to sound like I'm plugging Rocket Power, but it's not. You can literally buy from us or don't buy from us. That's not going to affect us whatsoever. Obviously, we really appreciate everyone's support that does spend their money with us. But we were looking in the market and a guy's T-shirt was like 25 to £30 pound, or a female's pair of leggings are like 50 to £65. Pound. You look at all these big name companies, I won't name any, and it's extortionate. It really is. And Rocket Power, we get these clothing. Um, we get some from abroad, imported. We've got so many different suppliers all over the world now. When we begun, we knew nothing. We've learned as we go along. But we are much cheaper than any other brand out there. And that's something we will stand by. So myself and my wife, who own Rocket Power, we don't make that much profit on the clothing whatsoever. But... As and when we've grown, we were like, wouldn't it be cool if eventually a lot of people wore rocket power? And the one time, a divulging another story for you, one of the athletes on our team, um, Alice, she's part of our team. We went to Strength and Depth um, the first time it was ever held in London, the sanctional event. And we saw Alice walking around in rocket power. And when you go to a big event like that, we feel that... It's the mecca of CrossFit people. It's like going to a wedding. People wear their best clothes. And we saw her from across the hall getting her photo with Sam Briggs. And we were like, that's incredible. She must think that's the best CrossFit top she owns to be wearing it. And we didn't speak to her because we didn't want to go up and be like, oh, hey, we don't know you, but we kind of know you because you're wearing us. And that would be really freaky. So we didn't approach her. But then she tagged Rocket Power on Instagram and we started talking through that. So I don't know whether that answered your question or not. I can't remember what my question was, to be honest. That's <laughs> no, it's great. So we, we kind of knew each other through podcasting, anyway. Yeah. But recently, my Instagram feed just blew up with a whole load of rocket power stuff that was going on because um, you you've also got so you've got you know you've mentioned it's a brand, so it's not just a clothing brand, but it's it's kind of more more expansive than that and i know during this lovely period we had called lockdown you guys were still quite active running a online competition yeah uh, which from all from you know i i didn't actually know you then so uh unfortunately i missed that i'm so sorry <laughs> would have uh would have loved to have you know not gone to another competition but that was uh 
But then I know that you've also got another online competition coming up quite soon. Yeah, we do indeed. So just taking a step back, Rocket Power Apparel did start as an apparel company, but then we just thought, why not extend the brand? If we, I knew, as I said before, I went to that competition, I wanted to start CrossFit. I knew in my head that I wanted to own a CrossFit competition one day and my life was going to orbit around CrossFit in some way. So that's where the competition side of it come. And with lockdown, because we reply to every single person on Instagram, whether that's liking or commenting, writing back to them in the DMs, replying to their story and so on and so forth. So we knew that we'd kind of get a few people for this competition signed up, but we were overwhelmed. So we got in touch with Competition Corner, asked them how we can set up a competition. This is what we're doing it for and so on. And we had 493 participants in that first competition. And we didn't know how long lockdown was going to be for. So we just kept extending it and extending and saying, there's no real end date, but it got to a point where people were messaging saying, do you have an end date on this? Because I've actually got to go back to work and I'm going to find it hard. So then we put a definitive end date, explained that to all our followers. And then we were going to run a secondary competition but we didn't know what format it was going to be. So we put that out to our followers, whether they wanted it as like an actual competition, like what they've just had for the first eight to 12 weeks, or whether they wanted it as a challenge series. And that then engaged them even more because they got to choose. And then actually it was really fun because we managed to bring our rocket power athletes on board and get them to think of challenges, record videos. So not only were people getting to know myself and Emily through rocket power, they were then getting to see our athletes and communicate with our athletes because Steph did a mobility challenge and the amount of our followers that were tagging Steph and Steph was then speaking to them. So although Steph may be seen as this athlete, she's actually a normal person. So she's interacting. That's why I say Rocket Power is like a brand for the people because we're just two people who started a clothing company and it's doing very well we're just a normal person like you, like anyone on the street that started something and it's just taken off, excuse the pun. So we've had orbiting and taken off and then you're, you're, you're excusing the puns. I feel they are very purposeful. <laughs> so what's this, the launch pad, right? That's the, the launch pad, yeah. The one coming up. So what is that? And if people want to get involved, what, what do they need to do and why should they? The name The Launchpad come from, it's our first official competition as Rocket Power. So this one, there is a paid entry fee, but it's only of £10. It's going to be online. There's going to be four workouts across four weeks. It's going to be released on the Wednesday morning at 9am. And you have till 12pm, so midnight on the Sunday, to submit your scores. It's going to be very much like the qualifiers for the European Championships or Battle of Britain. So very professionally ran. If you get a no rep, if you don't hit depth, so on and so forth, video evidence is required. So myself and my judging team can go through and have a look at it. And this is the start of something big for Rocket Power, the brand in the competition side. We noticed that there was... A few competitions missing that had kind of gone away within the area that we live, which is more so West Midlands, but they call it Southwest. And we want to bring the bigger competition back, like the four-man team summer event. So 
people may have seen on Instagram that we're doing a competition called um, Battleground in Battleground in the summer. That is a team of four: two male, two female. Two days. You froze for a second. That's okay. I was probably going on a tangent again. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Uh, so you were saying about Our next competition. We're, once the launch pad is over, as I said, four weeks, four workouts, £10 entry fee, entries close on October 13th. First workout is going to be, re- be released October 14th. And for the RX division, there is going to be cash prizes for top three. There's going to be £100 male and female first place, £70 second place for male and female, and also third place that's not been released yet, but we're just going to subtract 30 pound and it's going to be 40 pounds not only along with the cash prizes for rx division um athletes who take part if you come first second or third are going to have a rocket power garment to say rocket power first place but really nice logo and then there's anti-social athletes club challenge state pride fitness and all of these people that have been willing to donate prizes for the people that are taking part so it's actually a really good lineup of prizes. And I've programmed three of the four workouts, the first, second, and fourth. And they're great. I've tested them myself and they're delicious. Lovely. They're great. So, so a, a lot of in- incentive for people to get involved if they want. So uh, I know that, I mean, I'm not going to count myself among them, but I know within the box, we've got quite a number of, of you know very fit individuals that enjoy uh, a lot of these kind of local throwdowns and, and being able to get involved. I know you've also mentioned that you're you're involved with a team competition that's coming up as well, uh, and so we've got quite a few teams that are, that have formed within the box as well. So uh, there's a good chance that they'll be be heading up to see you too. Because um, it's not too far from you, as I said, we're only Gloucester based. Yeah, so no excuses, I suppose. No, I, I mean, mean, apart from for me, it's missing. Um, a two-day competition and we're now bringing it to the masses there we go i mean i'm not including myself in the masses i'll be honest with you i'll I'll be i'll podcast about it after the fact you you could possibly do a live podcast or commentary mc i'll come in you're good on the microphone do you want to mc i'd love to mc there we go guys and gals crossfit bath your very own microphone mc (laughs) is coming down to rocket power battleground that's uh july 3rd and 4th i think next year july 3rd and 4th and so that is four person teams yeah two male two two female two male two first day is going to be traditional crossfit second day is going to be functional fitness we're hoping by that point um the traditional crossfit is going to be in one venue and the second day the functional fitness is going to be at a separate venue Second day is already booked, and that is going to be held at Blackbridge, also known as Gloucester Athletic Track. So we get all the facilities, this amazing venue where they host very high-level competitions, and they're willing to let us use it. So Compete Force have also said that we can borrow equipment, so you can expect worms, sandbags, running assault bike rowers, maybe even a max lift, and that's not even on day one. Wow, that's great. And, and I think you know speaking with, with with kind of some of the people that i train with i know they'd had like a list of competitions they were planning to go to pre-lockdown uh, and they you know they'd been training for this they had goals little things they wanted to achieve and ov- obviously lockdown just 
you know, destroyed everything. Well, not you know, lockdown didn't destroy everything. Sorry, that was a sensible thing to do. <laughs> COVID destroyed everything. That's much better. So obviously that that you know eliminated so many things that people were kind of training for, working towards. Uh, and I think it's nice, kind of getting back into the gym, getting back into that routine, trying to find new. Because you know, some competitions got postponed, some got moved, but as you said, some disappeared, and and yeah. there, you know there are different reasons for that, obviously. But I think it is for those that have that, you know, as we mentioned before, competitive itch. It is nice to know that okay, what what's available, what's nearby, what's like an online format. So it, it's you know, because I mean, I guess that's the other sort of potential fear at the moment, right? Is yeah. investing my time and energy to train for something that will not happen because of a second spike or something whereas at least like an online competition i'm pretty sure it's going to happen we've been no very matter strategic what. about the online competition so we could have put it as soon as gyms went back and got people to sign up if they wanted to but october it was a good amount of time even if you hadn't trained and you were just going back by october it would have given you three months back in the gym and enough time for us to get enough participants to have a good leaderboard and to make it challenging. So October 14th, and then we've done the four weeks for workouts taking you to nearly the end of November. So it will give you that competitive edge to actually, it's nearly Christmas. If I win, I get an extra hundred pounds towards Christmas, which I thought, yeah, that's very good. You've spent enough time in the gym, let's do October. And then I want to enter because I might actually win the money that I can put towards Christmas. And it's only £10. It's not a massive deal. Very interesting to, to see the cogs turning and uh, what, what's gone on behind the scenes here. Planning. Yeah, I do think I there's a process about everything I do, although it seems very crazy at times. There's a thought process that has gone behind it and... You can kind of see that as a selling point, but myself, we were meant to have Midlands Fitness Games August 30th, and they were um and Inara, and I was like, I don't actually think I want to do it, even if they go ahead, because I feel so unfit. When would I feel fit enough to do it? In the first, let's say, six weeks, two months, technique, getting your aerobic capacity back up to where you want it, and then another month of once you've got there, actually then pushing yourself within the workouts and then it brings you to the beginning of October two more weeks at pushing yourself actually I'm going to test myself to see where I am middle of October the launch pad is here actually if I win boom extra money for Christmas that's what was going on in my head at the time so I thought about it if I was doing it what would I want uh, you think about these things a lot more than I do that is clear <laughs> and the podium prizes I think is very generous for an online competition and especially a brand that have never done an online competition so we wanted it to be appetizing for people to be like actually that's a decent amount all i've got to do is four workouts each workout let's say 10 minutes i get 100 pounds for working out for 40 minutes you see when you break it down like that I i'm almost tempted um, I've, I've got absolutely no chance of winning the 100 pounds so that that yeah. eliminates a little bit of the temptation but the way you break it down is uh, is very tempting, Craig. Yeah, I mentioned the money, and like not everyone is going to win it, but the taking part, and just know that it's going to be bigger than what it is now, hopefully. So the launch pad is going to happen at the same time every year, 
we're going to have the battleground or battleground which is going to be our huge summer event and then in between that march february march and then in between july and october we're hoping to have either same sex freeze or two mixed sex competitions dependent on how things play out in the long run oh wow so i mean there's there is a, a lot to to get excited about if you if you're enjoying and i know we've got a lot of members that do really like uh, competing and 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 I, I guess that is one of the it's one of the it's kind of the thing that i've said in, in past podcasts that i find interesting how once upon a time that was like the games it was just the expression of all the training you were doing in yeah. general like you, you weren't training for the games you were training to get fit and then this was a, a, an opportunity to express that fitness in a kind of tangible way yeah now the games is a completely different beast and you you need to train specifically for that and you you know multiple times a day and whatever but i like i i feel like these competitions and these things they they fill that gap that once was just you know you're training you're you're living your life but you're training you know every day anyway and here's yeah. an opportunity to just express that that fitness that you've you've been you know building over the last year and here's a chance to use it so i i think that is a a nice outlet for for people so uh well done we want rocket power to get to the point where it's very similar level to battle of middle battle for the middle ground for battle of britain in the european championships and i think that would be insane to own a competition and i honestly believe that we will get there because something kind of exciting if any of the crossfit bath listeners or any of the podcast listeners listening remember a competition called wild west that they had summer in Malvern Free Counties or winter at Cheltenham Racecourse, then we've brought on an event or one of the event organizers from that competition to help me with next summer's competition. So between us, it's going to be insane. Like pr from programming to how the event is run is going to be something special. So I'm, I, you know, I keep doing this to myself. So again, I'm going to have to put lots of links in the description of this episode. So we'll try and link to the various <laughs> competitions, the multiple social media accounts that we've referenced. Yeah. Go and, and check out the website. Have a look at some of the clothing that's available. I like it. I think it's, it's nice designs. Uh, follow some of the athletes. Maybe find yourself a little discount code. There's a secret. Thank you very much. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah. We've got so a couple of athletes. So you'll be should be able to find them yeah so that's a little game a little little activity for you <laughs> find an athlete if you've made it to the end of the podcast if you use cf bath 20 you'll have your very own 20 percent discount how about that there we go that's 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 a special privilege there now i want to know if anyone is is going to do that that's um we can track people in where they live so if they don't i'll send them your way <laughs> yeah i'll start rounding people up now craig it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you i've really enjoyed it i think i look forward to the edit and, and seeing where we went on some of these tangents so that'll be, fun. That, that'll be me. fun for me but yeah i'll link everything below and i think uh it's it's nice that you you know what you guys are doing putting out something there that kind of objective of it being very much for the people i think is yeah. very nice uh, and hopefully uh, some of the the listeners will will jump onto some of these competitions uh, if they win obviously i expect my finder's fee but apart from that have fun have fun competing if you do have me on again i promise that i will answer the questions instead of just the questions that i thought you asked 
yeah I'll, I'll write notes next time and i'll send them over <laughs> before you. we begin all right thank you very much thank you everyone for listening links down in the description for all of those other things as well as that code and uh i'll see you all again next week for another episode of the crossfit bath podcast